So, you know, when you're in a position, when God puts you in a position to do something, there's always something to take your mind off of what God wants you to do. And when I was preparing for, for this message, it's a bit echoey on stage. When I was preparing for this message throughout the week, um, a lot of stuff started happening. Lost my uncle back in St. Vincent, and something else happens. But the one thing that I thought that I needed to do was to stay focused to what God wants me to do. Um, yes, I may have lost an uncle, but I was still alive. I woke up feeling strong. I can see I was in good health. So this morning, we just want to thank God for his mercies, for his kindness, because it's always new every day. So before I start my message, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I stand under your authority that you have given me to deliver a word in season. I pray that your word, as it is planted, will take root, be watered, and bear fruit in our hearts and more so in our lives. And all God people say, Amen. 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 So who's ready for this message? So for those who are visiting us for the first time and is listening to this via recording, my name is Kerwin Romeo, and I've been married to Camille for over 20 years. <laughs> 20. <laughs> and we are both from St. Vincent and the Grenadines. We have been coming to Family Church since 2006. And on the, the second week, we decided, as we walk into the church, um, and the greeting that we had, can't see when I have my glasses on. <laughs> the greeting that we had when we first went to family church, we felt at peace, we felt at home. We walk into the halls, as soon as we opened the door and walk into the halls, we looked at each other and we said, this is home. And we are still here today. This is our home. Um, we've joined on the worship team on the second week because we like to get planted. We like to get involved in church. When you call someplace your home, you want to get involved. You don't be in a house and you leave all the cooking to one person. You leave all the cleaning to one person. You leave all the washing up to one person. You get involved. You get your hands dirty. <laughs> um, we then became the worship team. I'm glad you're excited. I'm glad you're laughing. This is what it's all about. <laughs> we then became the worship pastors, and then we became the assistant pastors. Um, we have my son, Corwin, who's, I wouldn't tell you his age, and my daughter, Indy, and I wouldn't tell you her age either. But together as a family, we are serving family in the Royal Navy, and we are serving family in church. We all like to get planted. So my encouragement to you, if you're thinking there's an area, and Pastor Jeff didn't tell me to say this. <laughs> Everything that you're hearing is what God has done, poured onto me this morning. So if you're thinking there's 
somewhere in church you want to serve, whether it's on the coffee shop, whether it's on car parking, whether it's the welcome team, whether it might be on van. We didn't have a bassist this morning. So you might want to play bass. You might want to play guitar or drums. Please, <laughs> please just come and see one of us and just say, I want to get planted. Where can I serve? Yeah? Many hands like work. Yeah? And we always say teamwork, dreamwork. Yep, there we go. So I'm excited to start off our new series on prayer. A topic. So it's a topic that could be misunderstood or misinterpreted um, at times. But what is prayer? What exactly is prayer? We hear about prayer all the time, but what exactly is prayer? And that's what I'm hoping to answer today. And it is my prayer. What is prayer? <laughs> it is my prayer that at the end of this message, you would have a God moment. The penny would suddenly drop. A God moment. All will we believe, will be revealed. I was preparing for this message, like you always do, whether it's at work, whether it's at school, you get stuff to do. The first thing that the teachers would tell you, is that thunder? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> not, not straying away from the topic, but when you're home in St. Vincent, and you hear that, you're not coming out of your house. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to shut the doors and you're going to make sure that everyone is all right. We have enough water, biscuits, yeah? Okay, we're good. Moving on. <laughs> um, as you'd always do, you'd always go on to Google just to find the answer. And I found myself going to Google to find the answer. And Google described prayer. Everyone could still hear me in the back? Yeah. Just wave your hand so I know that you can hear me loud and clear. Yeah. The accent isn't killing you? No. Good, good. <laughs> so I went to Google to find out what is prayer. And Google described prayer as one, a solemn request for help or expression of thanks addressed to God. And also two, an honest hope or wish. So after I've got that information from Google, I decided to sit down and sort of ponder on what those mean. But then I realized I want to find out about prayer, but here I am going to Google when I've got the Bible that will tell me all that I need to know about prayer. And I'm like, are you for real? I'm like, that's what all the other... And I'm like, I need to go to the Bible to find out exactly what prayer is all about. Because I would not go to a plumber to learn carpentry now, would I? No, I wouldn't. I would go to Phil. <laughs> I would go to Phil if I want to know about carpentry. But isn't it ironic? We always jump straight into the source. Well, we think it's the source that we can get the information from when there is the real source that we need to get the information from. So in the Bible, 
in the Bible. Everyone can hear me? Ooh, that's, that's a lot better, isn't it? Ooh. So in the Bible, there are 500 instances of the word pray or pray. With over 650 prayers in the Bible and 25 recorded prayers of Jesus in Scripture. That's a lot, isn't it? There was a, there was a gold mine in the Bible for me, more than there was on Google. So, simply put, when I did all my research, simply put, prayer is a two-way conversation which involves us talking and hearing from God. It is a direct address to God. Direct. You go to God. I believe in Hebrews, the, the pastor, the bishop, the chaplain, whatever his name, whatever he was, he went into a room. He heard from God and he came back to the people and said, this is what God says. But we today have the direct access to God. There's no mediator between God and you. You've got that direct access to go to God. So like I said, it's a direct access to God, which is primary way for us as believers to communicate our emotions and also our desires. God wants to hear everything. He doesn't want to hear some of it. He wants to hear all of it. Prayer enables us to fellowship. God loves fellowship. He loves fellowship. This is what we were created for. And in Genesis, it speaks about God leaving his throne to fellowship with Adam in the garden. And if you go into Genesis, it also tells you that when God created the birds and the animals, he would come to David and say, David, what do you want to call it? Uh, sorry, Adam. Sorry, Adam. You'd go to Adam and say, Adam, what do you want to call it? And Adam would say, I'll call it a sheep. I'll call it a cow. And that is what the name eventually was. Could you imagine God coming to Adam? Adam, yes, I've just created this. What do you want us to call it? Could you imagine how relational that must have been when God was speaking to Adam? It's the same. He wants to have that relation with us. And sometimes we think, oh, I'm too far gone. God doesn't want to have that relationship with me. But guess what? He does. That's the reason why he created you. He created you so he can have relationship with you. In Matthew, the whole of the series is based on Matthew 21, 12, 13. If you could put that up on the screen, please. And it says, Then Jesus went into the temple of God and drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he said to them, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer. My house my house 
shall be called a house of prayer. Today, we are the temple. We are the temple of Christ in which his spirit resides. His spirit res So if you're here, guess what? His spirit resides in you. You are the temple. So wherever you go, his spirit goes with you. You left home and you came to church. The spirit, wasn't, the spirit didn't stay home, it came with you. You're leaving church today to go back home. Guess what? You're not leaving the spirit here. The spirit goes with you. I can leave you here and I run outside. Guess what? The spirit is going with me because I am the temple and he resides in me. And the main reason why his spirit goes with you is so that it allows for that two-way communication to continue. Because he's relational. He wants to be talking to you. He wants you to talk to him every day, every hour, every minute. He would never leave you, neither would he forsake you. Could you imagine having a child on your back? That's the picture of God. It's not literally on your back, but he's with you. Yeah, wherever you go, he's with you. Wherever you go, he's with you. In your trials, guess what? He's with you. In the storm that you're going through, he's with you. Jesus is with you. There's a little clip that I just wanted to show you this morning. And part of it is about communication. And the other part is the things that you'll miss when you're not communicating with God. Can we show that video, please? If it's that little clip. So this clip has no volume on it. And some of it I can talk you through. So this is a couple who's, he's trying to have a conversation with her. But she's busy doing something else. If you can stop the video, that'll be fine. Just think about how you communicate with other people in your life. You wouldn't, 
not go through a day not saying anything with you. Could you imagine if I went through my whole day in my house not saying anything to Camille? That gives you the answer straight away. That gives you the answer straight away. And there's so much things that we, we can miss when we are not communicating with each other. It's the same thing with God. When you're not communicating with him, you miss so much. There's his blessings you're missing. All that he has for you, you're missing out. But God would remain faithful. Like I said, he'll never leave you, neither would he forsake you. Prayer can be audible or silent, private or public or informal. In the scripture it says, all prayers must be offered up in faith. And James 1.6 says, but let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave on a sea driven and tossed on the wind. Now this reminds me of when Peter was, when the fishermen were at sea, and Peter, Jesus told Peter to come. Come and see me. Come, walk on the water. He got up and he started walking on the water and then when he took his eyes off of Christ then he start you know start sinking and asking God God help me so we need to keep our eyes on Christ and when we pray offer it up in faith without doubting it also said it must be offered in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And John 16.23 says, And in that day you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say unto you, Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Whatever you ask, whatever you ask, he will give you. And finally, in the power of the Holy Spirit, and Romans 8.26 says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groaning which cannot be uttered. I know you're still thinking, how do I pray? I don't know how to pray. I can't pray. But the disciples ask, Christ, teach us to pray. Teach us, Lord, to pray. And he said, this is how you are to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He gave them the template in which to pray. A template to be used. Giving him glory, giving him praise. But you know, sometimes when you're given a template, 
to work on, a template that has been proven to work, we sometimes want to not use the template. We want to chop bits of it out and use our own template. We want the solution right away. So we miss some of the important bits of the template that we should be using. We miss the essence of that template that we use. How many times should we be praying? Have you heard people say, God listens to you, but he doesn't listen to me? I've heard it many a times where people say, oh, God listened to you, but he doesn't listen to me. And I remember when I used to tell Camille that very same thing, God listens to you, but he doesn't listen to me. But it was not that he wasn't listening to me, but more so, I did not spend time talking to him. I wasn't having that relationship with him and talking to him. And also listening to him. The truth is, God listens to all of us. And in Psalms 116 verse 2, New King James Version, it says, Because he has inclined his ear to me, therefore I will call upon him as long as I live. Another translation, the Passion Version says, As long as I live, I'll keep praying to him, for he stoops down to listen to my heart's cry. Could you imagine God stooping down just to listen to your heart's cry? Come closer just to listen to that heart cry. Whatever you're going through, God is stooping down. My child, I'm here. I'm listening to your heart's cry. Cry if you want to cry. Shout at me if you want to shout at me. But I am here listening to your heart's cry. Isn't that incredible? He is listening to your heart's cry. Oh my, what manner of love is this, that God would position himself just to hear from us. I can imagine that Claire, he's sitting next to you, just listening to your heart's cry. Just that he's next to you, just listening to your heart's cry. And he's sitting next to everybody, just listening to their heart's cry. Prayer is an expression of faith that God is listening. I want you to turn to the person on your left and tell them God is listening. <laughs> yeah? God is listening. Those on the right don't feel that you're not going to get that same blessing. Turn to the person on your right and tell them God is listening. God is so good. God is so good. So I've got a few verses here that I would like to give to you. Hopefully I wouldn't run out of time. I've got another 10 pages to go. We still have time for that, yeah? Yeah? 
by then the rain would go on, the thunder would go on, and we would be ready for baptism. Right, Pastor Jeff? Amen. So in Jeremiah 33, verse 3, he says, Call on me. Call on me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. In Psalms 50, 15, he says, Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. In Jeremiah 29, 12, he says, Then when you call upon me and go and pray to me, and I would listen to you. In Psalms 55, 16, the writer says, As for me, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me. Isn't God good? Isn't God good? Call on me. Call on me. When we call upon the Lord, we can rest assured of five things according to those verses. We can rest assured that one, he will listen. For sure he would listen because he said it. And his word doesn't return to him void. He says, call upon me and I will listen to you. Two, he will answer you. It's not like my wife calling on me and I don't answer. <laughs> he will answer you. He listens and he answers. Free, he would show you great and mighty things. And four, he will save you. And five, he will deliver you. How awesome is that? Just call on him. And the benefits are great. Greater than you can imagine. Greater than you can see now. But he will answer you. Your answer may not come today, where you are standing, but a few more steps, and keep on trusting, keep on believing, and you would get to that point where you see the answer. Prayer is to be your lifestyle. That is to be constant and not a ceremony. That it comes to an end or it stops. It's a constant Constant prayer, constant relation, constant communication with God. Paul wrote, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace that surpasses all, all, it's all, not some, the peace that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Isn't that powerful? Peace. Peace surpasses all understanding. Today, there's so much to be anxious about. Our kids social media, the cost of living. I, rec I can recall an old saying, why worry when you could pray? 
And it's only when I realize the importance of prayer and it should be the first port of call. That's when I realize the meaning behind prayer. God wants us to talk to him about everything. How often should we pray? Without ceasing. That's what the Bible says. The Bible answers found in Thessalonians 5.17. Pray without ceasing. It couldn't be any more clearer than this verse. Pray without ceasing. Don't stop. Pray without ceasing. When something happens and you're disappointed, don't stop praying. Continue praying. Continue praying. When you're going through your trials and everything else is happening around you and your world seems like it's falling apart, guess what? Continue praying. Keep praising. Keep worshiping. Keep praying. God, I need your help. Keep praying. Because guess what? He is listening. He's stooping down to your hearts, Christ. He's listening. He's listening to you, my child. I'm here. I'm here. So like I said before, prayer is a relational connection. Keep it real. It's not meant to be a religious endeavor. Prayer is the Christian's way of communicating with God. We pray to praise God and thank him and tell him how much we love him. We pray to enjoy his presence and tell him what is going on in our lives. He wants to know what's going on in your lives. We pray to make requests and seek guidance and ask for wisdom. God loves this exchange with his children. Just as we love the exchange that we have with our children and our family. Fellowship with God is the heart of prayer. Too often we lose the sight of how simple prayer is supposed to be. There are different types of prayer. And as we go along in this series, we'll learn more about those different types of prayer. And there are two major categories that I want to mention this morning. And it's that personal prayer and also that collective or corporate prayer that we have. We have powerhouse on a Sunday morning just before service. Come out and join us. Even if you come and you say, God, I'm here. I'm here to meet with you. Show me how to pray. Being in a prayer house, being with other brothers and sisters praying. I know it's scary because sometimes you think, oh my goodness, this person can pray. This person can pray. What have I got to give? I can't pray like that person. But guess what? God still wants to hear from you. Even if you have to say, God, bless the church today. Bless the pastor today. 
I pray for those who are sick and can't make it. Just bless them today. Something simple as that. God is still listening. He is listening. So in closing, I just want to remind you that prayer is an essential part of our Christian life. And it's our way of communicating our gratitude and dependence on God. And it's also the way to connect us with other Christians. When we pray together, we are connecting. We are connecting. The teamwork makes the dream works. When the enemy see, we have prayer meetings. And he sees so many people coming in to pray. Guess what? He's getting ready to run. Because it's not just one person coming or two persons coming. It's the whole church coming to fight against the plans and the schemes of the enemy. So I would encourage you, October is coming. Come, let's pray. Let's pray. Let's, let's cover brothers and sisters in prayer. Let's unite in prayer. Be encouraged today in the words of C.S. Lewis. Let us be intentional more than ever. Spending time with God in prayer. Never being too tired, because we do get tired sometimes, but never being too tired or never being too busy. Life is always busy. It's always busy. It's filled with so much stuff to keep you occupied, to keep you from coming to church, to keep you from coming to prayer, to keep you from coming to worship. It's filled with so much stuff. So let us spend time at the throne of God as it will make all the difference in our lives. Amen. Amen. So Father, we want to thank you for being ever present and inclining your ears to hear what's on our mind and in our hearts and our prayer. And giving us the ears to hear your voice and the discipline to maintain an ongoing dialogue with you. And all God's people say, Amen. 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 Amen.